0: What's up everybody, this is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, coming to you from the Hyatt Regency, the Winfrey Hotel in Birmingham, Hoover, Alabama actually, for SEC media days, SEC kickoff, obviously Chad Morris, Debois Whaley, McTelvin Aguin, Dijon Harris all came through today. I'm at Radio Row right now, as you can see, it's a good look at Radio Row. I want to ask everybody to go ahead and get your questions in for me now about SEC media day. Some interesting topics. You know, Chad covered some things about, you know, just getting on the grass field and some things like that. The quarterback battle, how that's going to play out, how he'd like to have it play out. And, you know, just um, a few players here and there talked about offensive line health. Actually having what he said is 17. At my count it was 16, but 17 offensive linemen. They made some position moves that were pretty big. Of course, moving uh, Devon McClure to Will Linebacker from uh, from his spot at the nickel and moving Dalton Hyatt to wide receiver. I mean I could go on and on about everything that, that went on today. Obviously Nick Saban was here today. Joe Moorhead lost a lot of weight. Looked like a different person up here. Uh, just saw Will Muschamp at South Carolina. A lot of stuff going on here today at CC Media Days. You know, Dijon Harris still feeling a little bit of soreness in his leg but uh, He says he's 100% back from his injury, so that's definitely notable. Got a question from Dustin Hoofman here. He mentioned having to have depth at the line of scrimmage to compete. How are we looking at the line? So I think they're gonna be better on the lines. I think when you consider what they've added with with the scholarship, with the new offensive lineman, the two junior college players, I think that obviously provides some depth. He said he's got a good idea who his top five or six guys are up front on the offensive line. And in my opinion, I think Myron Cunningham's going to end up being one of your your top guys. I think you might have seven guys you're talking about: Dalton Wagner, Noah Gatlin at right tackle, um, at right guard. You know, probably Shane Clinton at right guard, Ty Clary at center, left guard probably Austin Caps. I mean, Chaboyse and Juana could be in the mix there as well. Myron Cunningham, Colton Jackson. So maybe seven, eight guys. You know, last year we're talking a lot, a lot of the time. About just having eight scholarship, healthy scholarship offensive linemen. As I said, now they've got 16. Chad said that he has 17. So uh, maybe there's somebody that I'm not counting on. I don't know. So should be a lot better there. I mean, you go flip over to the defensive side of the ball, and you've got Mattelvin again, uh, who is here today. You've got uh, really four. Your four starters are looking like they're going to be seniors right now, as it stands today. Four starters. Who are going to be seniors? Jamario Bell, probably your fifth guy, who's also a senior at one of the end spots. So, I think you've got some guys that um, you know should be able to help you. I think they're going to be improved on the offensive line, even though they lost three players to graduation. I think they'll be improved overall. It starts with the numbers, you know. It starts with having some competition finally, and so um, you know I think that's. That's a great start. And then you've got some young players like Eric Gregory, and Matteo Soli, who I'm told has added some good weight, uh, maybe up to 240 pounds right now. Uh, so he's added some good weight. Um, so yeah, it starts up front and that's where they're a lot healthier. I mean, they're gonna be better, I think all the way around. And again, when we talk about getting better, you know, we're talking about getting to a bowl game. You know, We're getting, talking about getting to six wins. That's kind of the, the mark right now. What's up, Steve Plant from Greenbrier. What's that Dame Dallas? If McClure moves to linebacker, who takes over at Nickel? It's a great question. And I don't think that's an awful move. I mean, McClure goes about 6'2, probably legit 6'2, 215 pounds. You could easily get him up to 225 or better. So that's a guy that, you know, has some experience playing at a position where you really need him now, uh, at that spot and it was really kind of a bigger A bigger nickel anyway. I mean, even when I looked at it with having Gregory Brooks Jr. move in early, you know, that was a guy that was probably going to be playing more passing downs than you would have McClure in there for. So you've got him. It sounds like they're going to look at Jalen Catalan playing that spot as well. So you've got Jalen Catalan, you've got Gregory Brooks. Those are two young players. But that isn't, you know, I look at that position a little bit different than I do safety. I think of it as more of a playmaking position. You know, I think of like a Jericho Nelson, who was kind of a, a hybrid guy who came in and played as a true freshman right away also. You know, Jalen Catalan's got those great instincts. Gregory Brooks has got some great quickness and has arrived early also. So probably those two guys, they, they will probably work maybe another corner here and there. I could see Brito-Tut is a possibility to to do that also. Seth Bryan Stockett says, who do you think is going to start at quarterback? I it's a difficult it's difficult to say and I think it more in a good way versus last year you know that was one of the the questions that I asked Chad how do you see this quarterback situation breaking down and they would like to name a starter as early as possible they would like somebody to separate themselves from the from the group as early as possible you know I think like most it's probably going to be Nick Starkle or, John, or uh, uh, Ben Hicks one of those two the things that I, I like that I've heard about Ben Hicks is you know he's He's watching more film, from what I'm told, than you know Ty Story and Cole Kelly watched last year combined. You know he came in early, was telling players, okay, this is how you run this route. I remember the first spring practice with Ben Hicks, and you know he just had total ownership of the practice field. You know telling the wide receivers, making sure they knew where to line up. You could just tell that he knew what he was doing. So Ben Hicks has that aspect, a little bit of a head start, a lot of a head start. I mean, uh, but. With Nick Starkle, it's not like he's just been, you know, running a high school offense. You know, he's been running, you know, Texas A&M's offense the last three years, um, which is similar in a lot of ways. So it's not like it's a dramatically different offense. Um, he's got a bigger arm, more upsides. One of the things that I was asking players today is, you know, what stands – you know, we, we hear about leadership and things like that, but what, what about physical? Where does Nick Starkle stand physically? And you hear about the big arm, uh, bigger than than what you would expect. Um, one guy said he's big like Cole Kelly, but he's he's more cut up, more trim. So, um, you know that I think that was kind of the one of the things that have stood out to some of the players. Just I think he's bigger than than what they'd anticipated him being. But as far as who's going to win it, your guess is as good as mine right now. I mean, I think Starkle, There's a lot of advantages if it's Starkle because he returns next year. You'd have a returning starter at quarterback who's an upperclassman who's got all that experience behind him. Um, And then with Ben Hicks, you know that he knows the system. You know he's going to know where to go with the ball. Let's see. Tony Ball with from Carlsbad. Dustin says, how do you think the improvement, how do you think how well do you think the improvement from bumper pool will be after playing a lot of reps last year? So, that was something that DeJon Harris spoke a lot about just how far he's come. You know, that bumper, like when he was injured this spring, you know, he was worried about all the linebackers, but he didn't feel like they needed his leadership as much as they did last year. And, you know, bumper being thrown into it last year, I've always said, you know, uh, uh, as talented as, as a guy like bumper is, a freshman linebacker is always going to give you problems. You know, they may make plays, but they're going to make as many false steps and uh, just just poor decisions um, as they are plays, and that just comes from inexperience. Something that he said about Zach Zemos this year was it's crazy to expect Zach Zemos to know the whole playbook. Don't learn the whole playbook, and this is something that John Chavis would say, don't learn the whole playbook, but learn a lot of it. Learn to do certain things well so you can come in and fit in, and Dijon, you know, he didn't want to play more than 70% of the snaps last year I calculated it last or this year I calculated it last year and he played 93% of the snaps on defense and that's just way too many snaps that's way too many snaps so um, with bumper I fully expect him to I, I mean I think he's going to start obviously but and hopefully he won't have to play like too many snaps either and they stay healthy at the position but bumper has a lot of ability you saw that last year I think we're going to see a lot more for him this year. Gerald Jackson says, Haley, how is Traylon Burks doing? So according to Chad Morris, both Traylon Burks and Jalen Catalan who are coming back from knee injuries, both of those guys are 100% recovered, and Traylon ran track. I mean, if you saw any videos of him running track. What's up, Brandon? How you doing? If you saw any videos of him running track, you know that you know his speed is back. So some of the reviews from the players are those, like, and even at Dijon, like, you think he could play linebacker, and he's like, absolutely. He's a lot bigger than what you would expect for a wide receiver. But they're very impressed with what they've seen out of Traylon Burks, and it um, and looks like he's fully back from that knee injury. Any updates on justice and football at Arkansas, says Donnie Burrows. So as it stands, Chad Morris has not spoken with Justice Hill about playing football at Arkansas. And here we are, you know, July 17th. Happy birthday, Judson Lee. Happy 40th. July 17th and there's been no discussion so far. These players are going to report August 1st, they're going to start practicing on August 2nd, so we're just a couple of weeks away from the start of this thing and um, I would say that as it stands right now, nothing's happening with, with justice in football in Arkansas. Bart Wilkerson says, I'm only worried about how well the O-line is going to work without them doing much better. The offensive line will have trouble again i mean they're probably going to have trouble again let's be honest Bart. they're going to have trouble again this year but when we're talking about the o-line and how much and improving i do think they're going to be better than than they were last year you know when i say good and better these types of terms i'm talking about getting back to a bowl game so i think they're going to be okay in terms of getting them potentially back to a bowl game i think the questions still remain at or excuse me still remain at quarterback some young players you're relying on at wide receiver, but when you look at you know offensive line, D line, linebackers, secondary, you know the shell of things. If they can stay healthy, then they ought to be pretty good. Again, we're talking about getting back to a bowl game. Tyler McCauley says, "How does the secondary look for this year?" Again, Finn going to be relying on some young players. They need to have a really good year as far as recruiting the secondary. Um, in this class and continue to build on that, but they're gonna be young overall. I mean, you, you look at Cameron Curl, he's the elder statesman, he's a true junior, so he's been on campus for just over two years now. You know, going into his third year, um, you know, Joe Fouché, who a lot of guys talk about as an older player, even when he was a freshman last year, but he's probably gonna be your starting free safety, so those are your safeties. And then behind them, you you know, you're talking about Micah Smith, um, Miles Mason, who's just a redshirt freshman, you know, maybe Jalen Catalan, who probably be be splitting, splitting time at nickel and at safety. So you're thin and young at safety, aside from really Cam Curl. And then at cornerback, you've got Monteric Brown, who's a redshirt sophomore. On the other side, Jarquez McClellan, who's a redshirt sophomore. So those guys kind of in the same boat as Cameron Curl, though less playing experience, aside from, you know, they did get some time last year, to a lesser degree, Monteric in that sense. So behind them you're talking about Devin Bush at left corner and Ladarius Bishop. Devin Bush is a true freshman, Ladarius Bishop's a redshirt freshman and then after that I don't know where you're going. Maybe Brito Tudd who's a senior. I don't know where you're going after that so definitely need to to recruit and boost numbers at that position and then Um, you know at the nickel spot we're talking about Gregory Brooks jr. who's a a true freshman possibly Jalen Catalan who's a true freshman so very young in the secondary but talented you got some talent there just young know, I mean how many times are we gonna say though you know turn your head around you know that's something that you gotta get used to on this level but I could see I mean, think about how many times Cameron Curl was picked on at cornerback when he was playing corner as a true freshman. Showed a lot of promise, but was was picked on, drew a lot of flags. Turn your head around, you know, that kind of talk. So we'll see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Offensive line is our biggest concern, says Bobby Prickett. I don't know if it's the biggest concern. I mean, like I've said before... You've got some guys like Shane Clinton who is a redshirt sophomore now, you know, Kirby Adcock, Ty Clary is a little bit older I know he's caught a lot of flack. Um, you've got a lot of guys that are now in their second year in the system. Dalton Wagner is another one who, Noah Gatlin, who are in that range where they're competing for playing time now. Okay, they're competing for playing time and that's they're really at that age I mean so I think overall health if I if I'm talking about biggest concern I would be concerned about linebacker I mean if they lose a guy at linebacker then they're in real trouble secondary as I just mentioned just very young I mean what if what if they have an injury at nickel you know and you're already young there and really we're talking about just a couple of guys competing at that spot so to me there are some bigger concerns you know from depth standpoint when you talk about linebacker secondary Um, You know, quarterback is, as much as, you know, a lot of people have hope for these guys, it's still a very unproven position. So, and and wide receivers got some talent, but they're still very young. You know, how how long before they really come on? I mean, look back at Jarius Wright. Jarius Wright only had 19 catches as a freshman. Greg Child only had 18 catches as a freshman. Kobe Hamilton only had 19 catches as a freshman. So, as good as those guys were, it's not like they were putting up prolific numbers. Guys, I want to remind everybody, There's several ways to watch and listen to the show. You're watching on Facebook Live, throw us a thumbs up if you like the content, go ahead and do that now. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, throw us a review, five stars. Um, Also available on Stitcher, Spotify. You can watch the video on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up there. Subscribe, hit that notifications bell if you like what you you see. Helps us get our message out there. Right now, hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month. Um, or you can sign up for a year and get 30% off your first year. Or take a seven-day free trial with it. Right now, I think there are 11 stories right now just from today in SEC Media Days at hogsports.com. Most of that's free content, you know, stuff that you're going to get more public stuff. We also have some VIP stories on there today. Uh, there are nine or ten videos, I think, from SEC Media Days. I went around and got everybody from, you know, Dijon Harris from the electronic room to the breakout interview to the big media room. Same with Chad Morris, McTelvin Aguim. Um, Devall Whaley, all those guys. So all those videos right now are at hogsports.com, and we have more content coming out as this thing uh, continues on. Although Arkansas is finished, but there's still plenty of plenty of stuff to to do. Steve Plant says, "Do you think our defensive secondary has improved?" Um, I think they will improve. Now it's just a lot of fresh faces out there, as I mentioned with Greg Brooks, Devin. Devin Bush and um, you know, some of the red, Ladarius Bishop, who's a redshirt freshman. Jalen Catalan coming in. Joe Fouché, who played a little bit last year. Actually didn't redshirt as a sophomore now, but um, just a lot of young faces. But I think overall they're going to be improved. I think they should be improved pretty much at every spot. Defensive line should be improved. Linebacker, secondary, offensive line, wide receivers. It may take some of those young guys a minute to get acclimated fully. Quarterback, you know, is going to be better. Um, running back, you would consider those guys to be more healthy. I mean, Rakeem Boyd, think about him coming in just five days before the start of fall camp last year. Rakeem Boyd has not been on campus a full year yet, almost, but not yet. And came in underweight, came in late, got it into where his first class is, you know. Um, much less, you know, hasn't had, the, hasn't had the offensive playbook, had, you know, added 15 pounds in two months, so a lot of newness last year. So anything you do the second time, I thought it was a great point by Chad, you know, being at SEC Media Days and knowing what to expect is second time. You know, you're going to be better at anything the more you do it. Lance says good chance of 6 win season, 8 wins is realistic if the defense can come up in a few big games. So Lance, I don't know if I'd say there's a good chance. I'd say there's a chance at a 6 win season. I've said before I'm teetering five, six wins, something like that, but I also think if you're talking about eight wins, what does that encompass? So you win your four non-conference games, you beat Ole Miss, you beat Kentucky, you beat Mississippi State, you beat Missouri, and that gets you to eight, right? So to me, that's everything falling right, everything falling into place. You don't have injury concerns at linebacker, the quarterback situation works out. Trey Knox and Traylon Burks come out as gangbusters right from the get go. The offensive line is better despite having some attrition with some older players, which I do think they will be. So that to me is like everything working out. Jared says, appreciate you." he's a big Go Jacks. Hello from Selena, Ohio. John C. Belgy? That's a lot of L's and I's together and J's. Terry says DevOis and Sosa and Scooter or did Arkansas proud. I thought they all did well today. I thought they all did well today, absolutely. And you should be proud, Terry, of Devois, your nephew. Gerard Jackson says, what about Marcus Miller? Marcus, Marcus is a get off the bus guy. I mean, he's probably the least known player on this commit list in the country. I mean, this is a guy that was injured a lot as a sophomore, junior, I believe, also um, didn't go to any camps. You never saw him attend any camps, so his recruit ranking—what does that really mean? I mean, it's all based on limited film. He doesn't have a great highlight film. It's just based on you know people, what people have seen, and when you consider all of that, and you know, this is a guy that could probably play offensive line, but has quick twitch enough to play defensive line. I mean, if he's the guy that stays healthy, I mean, I think he could end up being like a surprise recruit in this class. Good question on Marcus Miller out of Warren, Arkansas. Tony Ball says, O-line has got to step up. Biggest concern, absolutely. I don't know if it's the biggest concern. Like I said, linebacker. Danny Murphy says, seven win season? not out of the realm of possibility. Donnell Williams says, will Hyatt make it at wide receiver? He's got an uphill battle there. I mean, first of all, I mean, he he's he's fairly fast and he's got good size at six four. But you know, you've got Trey Knox there now. Maybe last year, maybe that would have been awesome last year for him. But this year, I just look, you know, all those freshmen coming in. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out for him. And if it doesn't work out there, then I don't know where he goes really. CJ says, I think we will win 10, 11 games. I'm not, I'm not even talking to you, John. <laughs> if you're predicted ten or eleven. Andrew Sims says, who are we eyeing, eyeing in conference for wins? What's up, Steve? Is this, is Steve this Sullivan. Is this safe? This is, this you, is. You, by the way, do a heck of a job, man. You're the I best. appreciate it. Oh, I, I don't know the, about that. Oh, you're the best. I love you on the bus. I appreciate that, Steve. Steve Sullivan, legendary Arkansas sports reporter. Andrew Sims says, who are we eyeing for, eyeing for conference wins? I think I kind of went over that a minute ago, but uh, obviously that Miss, Ole Miss game in week two is huge. Kentucky on the road, Kentucky lost a lot last year, Uh, the heart and soul of their offense, heart and soul of their defense, just lost a lot of key players. Um, Mississippi State lost a lot on defense last year, a lot on defense, although they will will be in their second year under Moorhead, which you you would expect them to take a step forward in that regard, but personnel-wise they lost a lot. Um, Missouri, I mean, Missouri lost Drew Locke, lost some key players uh get them in little rock that could be a game where you're talking about trying to get to a bowl game so those are probably the the games to eye john Bill, john says beat Bama. Uh i'm gonna have to blog you john i think woods will be much improved this year oh yeah mike woods i mean that's a guy that nobody's really talked about a whole lot but you know you talk about the things that um that Jerry Wright, Kobe Hamilton, Greg Childs did it fresh. And Mike Woods was right there too, and uh, he didn't play the first two games. You now, he ended up starting seven games for him last year, but didn't play the first two. So Mike Woods coming in as a sophomore, got a full year under his belt. That's definitely a guy you could see. Oxford Force Live is awesome. Appreciate you, Donnie Burrows. Craig Rush says, need to recruit heavy at linebacker, may need to recruit four to five. I mean, I think everybody's got their eye on Bryson Eason. And, uh, and Martavius French, maybe Aaron Moore also, Tennessee guys that, um, that have Arkansas very high, Martavius French deciding not too much longer. And somebody asked last week, and I went back and watched the video, they asked about Easton out of Memphis, and I think they sped, I think it looked like Easton, Memphis, and I didn't know what they were talking about, but they were obviously talking about Bryson Easton, four-star linebacker out of Memphis, So Arkansas is in good shape with. Jeremy Brigham says, I think seven wins is a ceiling this year possible. I mean, like I said, if everything went absolutely right and maybe you run into a team that's experiencing some turmoil that you didn't expect, something like that, then maybe we could talk about eight. But that's an absolute, everything goes absolutely right. You can't believe how things fell type of deal. So still saying five to six. Is Hammonds going to see the field? Hammonds possibly. So Hammonds has changed to number 41 for Alvin Kamara um, and is back with the team officially. And I think that's a guy that could Do a lot of things in terms of motioning in and out of the backfield. You know, I talked about if you go back and look at some Clemson video, you just see a lot more with Chad Morris there his first year. You see a lot more pre-snap stuff. You see more players motioning in and out of the backfield. More players in the backfield. I mean, pretty much we saw a standard, you know, three wide receiver, tight end, running back, eleven personnel look last year, and I think that'll get mixed up a little bit more this year. You see some more guys shifting in and out. Terry says one more year of this. I mean. It's possible. Here are the things, Terry, you you can look at, you know, I mean, like, are they going to be as bad in field position as they were last year? They were, like, last in offensive starting field position, last in defensive starting field position, and obviously overall, um, you know, yards per play, efficiency, all of those types of things are are areas that they really struggled in last year, and I think they'll get a boost in all those things, and that's probably going to be good enough to maybe get you a couple of wins here and there just – not having so many disasters, not being just a liability out of the gate on special teams. I mean, think about how bad that killed them, how bad that would suck momentum away on special teams just to be so poor in that area. They finally got it figured out and got it calmed down. It was never a weapon for them. You know, I think adding Sam Lloyd at punter, a rugby style punter who's going to put a little bit of English on the ball, you know, make it difficult for guys to catch and and possibly, um, you know, return also at the same time. All of those things could help benefit Arkansas. So one more year of struggling, absolutely a possibility, but I don't know that they're just going to get mopped up like they like they did last year, Terry. Dustin Hoofman says, found it interesting that Morris talked about the incoming punter from the transfer portal, field position, can change a game. Absolutely, just like I was saying, great minds, Dustin. Yeah. Craig Rush says yes, but we need more. Besides the Memphis trio, they need probably. I would like to see them sign four linebackers. It's the SEC set right here. This is SEC now. You yeah, guys, take a look. For those watching on video, that's the setup. That's where they sit. I can't. Sh- I'm not supposed to show you the uh, the main media room. There's no live streaming over there. Yes, but. Um, more than the the Memphis trio. Donnell Williams says will Sosa have a chance to be a top four round pick in this year's draft? So Sosa's up to 296 pounds. That's the biggest he's been in his career. Finally playing one position after moving around basically his entire career knowing that he's going to be playing defensive tackle. I think that moving him closer to the quarterback, he says he's retained his quickness, all his numbers, vertical and all that stuff are still the same as they have been when he was at 280 last year. So moving him closer to the quarterback, I just remember how much I liked him in a, in a zero technique when they had a three-man odd front, how quickly he was getting to the quarterback. So I think this is a positive move. I think he will get drafted if he stays healthy. Top four rounds, I don't know. I don't know if he, he does that or not. But a lot of people, you look at preseason magazines, they've got him ranked as one of the top defensive tackles in the SEC, topped in the country even. I, I think I saw him uh, on one as one of the top 15 or something like that. Whoopig we'll we'll Sui from Kentucky, ready to watch my hogs, says Jay Donovan. A.B. Green says, I think we'll have a productive, I think we had a productive media days. I hope it motivates the team to go forward. You know, I thought it was a good one. Last year I thought it was, a, it was, it was a quite redundant just because we'd already seen everything that Chad Morris, you know, had to say. We, were, we had so much exposure to him early on. Um, because he'd just been hired that pretty much everything he said. I thought he came in with kind of a game plan really this year to, uh, to make sure he had some new stuff to say and was more entertaining. Because this is, I mean, yes, this is an opportunity. This is a reward, you know, for players and stuff to come here, but it's also an opportunity to promote your program. In fact, i got to do my all-SEC team at some point tonight and pick my order to finish. More on that tomorrow. Terry says, I'm not talking about wins and losses. What are you talking about, Terry? Exactly one more year of this. Cameron Absher says, you've got, a, you've got the transfer punter you hope for, thoughts on his ability. Like I said, he's a rugby punter. Sometimes that scares me a little bit, you know, because it feels like they could almost get blocked, but it does move the pocket around. Gives your defenders more time to get down the field. I, as I said before, I thought it would kind of come from a smaller school, maybe a guy transferring from a smaller school who's got SEC caliber leg who's like, well, I want to go to Alabama and LSU my senior year. I want to go to Oxford. I want to experience those environments, play in Razorback Stadium. Um, So I kind of thought it would be like that. But um, either way, you got a a punter, and they needed one. They won't get rid of Chad if that's what you meant. I'm not sure what he meant. Well, Jefferson, red shirt this year. I think so. I think it's possible you could see him play a little bit. Maybe they work on their RPO stuff like you saw him do. On four snaps with Dalton Hyatt last year, but maybe do that a little bit more with him. But keep him under four games so you maintain the red shirt. Absolutely. Brent Stipsky says, "Do you think the transition to grass will alleviate the chronic foot and sometimes knee injuries?" I don't. Heard, I think grass is better always, but causing the issues. I don't know if that's the main problem um, because. With the foot injuries before, as Brett Bielema said, they went back and researched everything and they were happening in all different kinds of surfaces. Some on grass, some on practice fields, some on game fields. So I don't know if that's been the problem so much, but um, I think grass is always better. Hopefully it, it, it takes care of some of the injuries. Uh, who do you like in the quarterback battle? Ultimately, I think, uh, hey Brett. Ultimately, I think I like um, Starkle when everything's said and done, but maybe out of the gate, I like Hicks. Did Coach talk about his two new quarterbacks? Absolutely. You can read all about that on hogsports.com. ton of content there. Can we stop the run this year? Because if we can't, it will be another long year. You're absolutely right. I think they will be better against the run. They've got to stay healthy at linebacker. I mean, last year losing Dre Greenlaw was was one of the worst things that could have happened to him. Uh, but, I mean, he was injured in the first game, only played like seven games last year. So. Moving McTelvin a game inside, having Dorian Gerald, a guy that nobody has talked about really, but Dorian was a big time get out of junior college at left end, so moving McTelvin, opens the door for him at left end, a lot of those things. Terry Roy says, college. Why are you being so cryptic, Terry? Oh, Donnell Williams says, will six wins be enough to help recruiting next season? I think so, I think the big thing that could help is winning that old Miss game. I asked Chad about recruiting. Also, you can find more on that at Hog Sports. Body by Herb is gone. Hopefully, that was the issue. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, do you think Malik Chavis will have a big impact? Possibly. That's another freshman that nobody's really talked about. Small school rising. Nobody's talked about it besides Danny West, hometown guy. But you know, Chavis ran a 4.37 in Arkansas camp, handheld as going into his junior season. Um, could play anywhere from cornerback to safety, to nickel, could probably do a lot of different things. Alright everybody, I'm going to wrap up here from SEC Media Days, I want to thank you for joining me and uh, one more time, if you haven't thrown us a thumbs up, go ahead and do so now. Uh, if you like the content, be sure to share the content if you're on Facebook Live. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, throw us a thumbs up. After you subscribe, be sure to hit that notifications button so you'll be notified anytime we upload a new video like this. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars and a review. We'd love to have that from you. Right now, we're the highest-rated Razorback show uh, on the interwebs on on Apple Podcasts, and um, also available on Stitcher and Spotify. HogSports.com is one dollar for your first month right now, uh, and then normal after that. Or you can sign up for a year, take 30% off your first year, and get a seven-day free trial with that. So, from Hoover, Alabama, this has been Trey Biddy with HogSports.com. We'll catch you next time.